we are talking about prayer prayer is not an obligation but a divine invitation to co-labor with the heavenlies to bring things upon the earth it is such an important uh privilege and responsibility mm what every spiderman movie says with great power comes great responsibility right so prayer is a great it has great power because it has a great responsibility to it and last week i told you the jewish boys disciples were jewish boys who were trained in the ways of judaism and they were making their prayers every day they would have said or shamma prayer or whatever it is oh yeah here here oh israel the lord our god is one they would have made all those prayers but when when they saw john john was different and john taught his disciples to pray so the religious structures of that day was teaching the people to pray but john taught his disciples to pray in a different way so then jesus was praying at a particular point uh, i think it is luke chapter 11 verse 1 i guess luke 11 1 now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place talking about jesus as jesus was praying in a certain place when he ceased that one of his disciples said to him lord teach us to pray as john also taught his disciples because the way jesus prayed was very different there was something about jesus the way he prayed it caught the attention of disciples my goodness this guy prays and when he prays things happen there is no hit or miss when he prays 100% results every time so they came to him and said teach us to pray so jesus said in this manner ah uh, right next verse he said to them when you pray slap somebody and say when you pray not if you pray no huh? if at all you pray no 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 it is when you pray it's not if you pray when you pray when you pray say our father in heaven hallowed be your name the old testament is full of revelation of who god is el shaddai el elion el roi what else ego wa shalom ego wa shamma ego wa ruva then sitkenu this and that ஏகோவாதேவனுக்குமங்கள்ாதுமெண்ட் they did not have the privilege of calling god as father abraham was called the friend of god david was called the man after god's own heart but still they did not have the privilege of addressing god as father nobody could say daddy in the old testament 
So Jesus comes into the picture and prays not like them but as a son would pray. A confidence. There was a particular confidence with which Jesus approached the father. See when I am in the room in my office room when my door swings open without a knock I know it's my son. Right? Everybody else comes there and peeps through and gives a knock. And if I say come, they come. If they're ta-da, if it opens like that, then I know, oh, it's my son. Because he has an access. He has a confidence. He has a boldness that comes because he is born of my seed. So the prerequisite of prayer is the confidence with which we approach God as our father. And that is what the disciples were awestruck about, how he prayed. And I'm sure when Jesus said, pray like this, our father, none of the disciples said anything. Because these guys come from a culture that they, they are not supposed to use the name of God. Thou shalt not use the name of God in vain. But Israelites understood it as thou shalt not use the name of God. <laughs> right? They didn't, so they would not mention God. Today even in Israel an Orthodox Jew would not write G-O-D. When he writes he would write G-D. Or Yahweh is what? Y-H and W-H. They won't spell Yahweh full. Yudh he, Vav he. Nothing is full. Right? Only initials. Only dash, dash, dash. Why? Because you are not supposed to take God's name. And leaving all those things, going one step farther, further and calling him Daddy was just out of the radar for the disciples. Our Father. Hallowed be your name. See, How did Jesus pray at the tomb of Lazarus? Come with me to John 11, I think around 41. John 11, 41. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you for you have heard me. This prayer is supposed to be happening when Lazarus is outside, dressed up, eating with him. That's where we will say, Father, thank you for you've heard me. But when is Jesus praying that prayer? When the stone is just rolled open, the first thing he says, Daddy, I thank you for you've heard me. For you've already heard me. Then he goes on to say, uh, you know, next verse, and I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Even those two lines, he said it for the people, people's sake. So the confidence, say boldness. Hebrews 4, um, 4, 16. 4.16, it says, let us therefore come boldly. Slap somebody and say, come boldly to the throne. 
come on come on come on look at someone and say come boldly to the throne that see when i went when i've traveled with pastor ram babu and i've seen him operate in miracles this is the thing i say man how how do you see miracles with ease the first time i saw him was in karunya it was my birthday i was leading worship and he was ministering he was invited by uncle to minister and he called a guy in the wheelchair to the stage you remember he called him to the stage and i'm sweating right now right he is calling he is saying i'm going to say 1 2 3 this guy is going to get up and i'm thinking my goodness what if this guy doesn't get up thousands of people are there what will this guy and he's asking you guys think i am confident that this miracle will happen i am not confident i am overconfident <laughs> and then he says that and he removes his button and pulls his shirt and he says one two my heart almost stopped <laughs> and he says three and that guy stands up from the wheelchair and he goes and sits in the wheelchair and asks that guy to push him around and he takes his mic and keeps singing as that guy keeps doing and he calls all the deaf people come and he's making everyone stand in the line and he made one karunian stand behind every deaf person and put their finger into the ears and i'm standing on stage like this so i'm seeing all both the deaf person and the karunya student who is standing behind each deaf person and he says i'm going to say 1 2 3 and all of their ears will open he says 1 2 3 and he says okay test so when some people took their hand out itself i could see the the eyes of the deaf people go like that bunk so i asked him what 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 is the secret he says man for miracle ministry you need to have boldness you need to be confident in the goodness of the father you have to be confident in the goodness of the father bobby connor talks about an incident when pastor ram babu went to us and he puts a clip before he starts preaching in that clip he says I will say 1 2 3 all the demons in this place will come to the front and lakhs and lakhs of people are there in the crusade he says 1 2 3 all the demon possessed people start manifesting and come to the front and doing all these things and he's watching and says now again i'll say 1 2 3 all of them will be fine and he says 1 2 3 and everybody is like clear everybody clear in one second you can you know find this video in youtube you can just put bobby connor talks about rambo uh, and everybody is cleared in one second no jesus name nothing 
See, we, you, we have used Jesus' name in every possible way. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We have tried everything. There was this particular time we went to the crusade with uncle and there was this girl who was demon possessed who was beating everyone, slapping everyone. Thank God I was the senior that year. So I said, juniors, go catch her. <laughs> and they went and caught her and she was slapping everyone around. I went to uncle and I said, uncle, you're not able to deal with one thing. He said, okay, bring it. And we are bringing her. She is like four on this side, four on this side, holding her and bringing her. We have said Jesus' name, everything. Father's name, Jesus' name, Holy Spirit's name. Grandfather's name. Nothing happened. Uncle is seated in the chair. He turned and said, Polya. That's all he asked. You haven't gone yet, right? In English, it's so many words. In Tamil, it's just one word. Polya. He didn't say Jesus' name. Rambabu is not using Jesus' name. One, two, three. What is one, two, three? Mm -hmm. That demon just left like that. And all of us were like, It is the confidence that the Father is for you. It is knowing that you know, that you know that he loves you. That is why Jesus came to give us eternal life. Eternal life meaning, what is eternal life? To know the Father as Jesus knows the Father. That is what Jesus came to give us. You go and ask an average Christian today or an average pastor today and say, what did Jesus give you? He'll say, he gave us forgiveness of sin. Forgiveness of sin is like this... This urga that comes on your uh, wedding meal, right? Pickle. Forgiveness of sin is not the main deal of the gospel. The main deal of the gospel is the invitation to know the father as Jesus knows the father. And sin is in between so he deals with it. But if you're going to sit, go and sit in the biryani uh, wedding meal and like, Urga, Urga, Urga. If you feel like that, that's how the Christianity is today. Knowing the Father as Jesus knows the Father, that is the big deal. Because we don't know, devil is making fun of us. Again in college, we went to, what is that village? Ramanathapuram. Ramanathapuram. He went and man, that village had more demons than people. He just started singing. Every demon started dancing. And there were some special cases. They were tied to the tree with chain. Therefore, with boldness we went to pray because of the chain. <laughs> okay. She is chained. And we went and stood around and started praying. Oh, Till then, when we were away, she was dancing. When we went near, she lied down, put her leg on her leg and lied down like this and kept her hand like this and say, <laughs> She started whistling, looking at all of us. But we are like, And one of the guys went so close to her. And like, in the name of Jesus, I come on. She was like, 
like that she did. Literally like this she did. <laughs> and that guy fell. So the coordinators came and said, come, let's go eat. <laughs> the bus will leave, come, we'll go and eat. And we, some of us were battling with some other demons that side. They said, no, 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 it's okay, time, you know, bus has to leave, come. So we all went to sit and eat. So we were waiting and the ladies with whom we were battling only came to serve. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> we are like, man, we are fasting. We are, we are not eating anything today. <laughs> we were more scared to eat that food. We, we didn't know who we are, we didn't know what we had in Christ, we didn't know, we thought if we eat this food, that's it, gone, we are going to go with the demons. <laughs> we prayed for that food like more than we prayed for the demons. And that's our story. How? How come? But the same time, when I started growing up in my identity, I need not pray. I need not pray. Prayer has to happen. But for you to deal with stuff, you don't need to pray. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uncle was a man of prayer. He prays, man, he prayed. When he left India, 70% of prayer of India left. <laughs> One man. Because he stood. Who knows the father. Who knows the father. Who has the confidence. That's why Holy Spirit is given. Romans 8, 16, right? 16 or 15. It is 15. Yeah, 15. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of Hyothesia, by whom we cry out, Abba Father. So, the fear that Adam had, <laughs> that is not the fear of God, but that is the fear that Pentecostals are preaching about. Oh, you need to have the fear of God. Meaning, <laughs> you should be... Afraid. No, you, you're not supposed to be afraid of God. You're not even supposed to have a point one of the fear that Adam had that day. That's the point of the gospel. That fear will not give you confidence to approach him. That is a religious fear that leads you again to bondage. It is talking about the law. The law, the system of rewards and punishment brings you, you fear. For God, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. Again to fear. In the Old Testament there was a kind of fear. But you have not received the same spirit of religion that leads you to the same kind of fear that Israelites had. But you have the spirit of Hyothesia through whom you cry out, Abba Father, the confidence with which Jesus said, Daddy, I know you always hear me. That is the confidence that the Father wants us to have. But we are having <laughs> this fear. First John chapter 4 verse 18 says, First John chapter 4 verse 18, there, come on, everyone read it out loud. There is 
no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. Say that again. Fear involves torment. Any tormenting situation that you go through, you would see at the root there is a fear. Fear involves torment. But perfect love casts out fear. Wow. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. What is the fear that is talking about in context 417? What is the context? You know, love has been perfected among us in this that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. But what is usually preached about the day of judgment? You will stand in the day of judgment. Are you not afraid that you will stand in the day of judgment and give account? Love has been perfected among us in this that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Confidence. Boldness. For Pastor Rambabu, it has gone into all areas. I went with him in Mumbai for a conference and he is seated. And all of a sudden, the whole atmosphere is jittery. Everybody is like, what's happening? Some dada is coming. That Mumbai dada who holds the whole thing in his thing. He is the politician, come dada, come policeman, come everything, <laughs> right? Without him, no business will happen, no property. Anybody gets property anywhere in that area, he has to have his share. You will be buying your own house, but he needs to have his share, that kind of a guy. So everybody is super scared. Otherwise, they'll just finish you off and keep going. And they're coming and telling, Anna, Anna, this guy is coming. Uh, you have to honor him by giving him a bouquet. And he's seated, Rambo is seated like this. Who gives bouquet to whom? Ask him to come give bouquet to me and go. <laughs> I'm standing by his side. And that guy walks in with his whole people group like... He sits like this and he comes, he stands straight and goes, lays hands on his head. Lord bless him. That guy stands like this. And he says, you want to take a photo? Come. Take a photo. And he takes him to the stage and he gives him a bouquet. That guy gives Anna a bouquet. And he says, one more photo? Okay. <laughs> he says, then he turns to his team and says, you should know who is in charge. See, let me, you, and people who see this think, oh, this guy is puffed up. No, you try. <laughs> no, I'm saying, you be puffed up and you try this thing. Yeah? You go to that dada and you be puffed up and you go and try with puffed up knowledge and try. And see you whether you make it out of the city. See, there is, see, whenever somebody speaks with confidence and looks at Goliath and says, hey, who is this guy? Why is he talking like this? His brother said, you are a puffed up little freak. What are you talking? 
how can you talk like this don't you have humility oh you know there is a difference between being puffed up and being confident in who you are on the outside it looks kind of the same with machetes and rods and things people will be standing for all his meetings and he walks you cannot do those things just because you're puffed up elijah elijah would looked at puffed up right when he is making fun of all the prophets of baal and all those things but what was the confidence of elijah what did he say come with me to first uh, king 17 first king 171 and elijah the tishbite if i am elijah i would immediately change my name this tishbite tishbite tickbite <laughs> <laughs> poor guy <laughs> elijah the tishbite <laughs> it's like shoe bite kind of a thing elijah the tishbite of the inhabitants of gilead said to ahab ahab is a very evil king he is the dada king who will just finish you off when he doesn't like you So he says to Ahab as the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand see before whom I stand look at some say before whom I stand that is prayer prayer is the privilege of you standing before God in the throne room of God and having a conversation with God see what is the next line of the Lord's prayer our father hallowed be your name that is the important thing see there is a difference between <gasps> fear and reverential fear reverential fear comes out of the revelation of the magnanimity of god's glory grace and power when you go and stand in front of mount everest and you stand down and you look up this peak towering up that is called reverence which is a response to something that's so humongous that's so huge that response is reverence and that reverence we are supposed to have even though he is our abba father see john was the closest to jesus he was always lying in the bosom of jesus but when the in the day of revelation and he heard come up here and john was caught up in the spirit and he saw the same jesus but glorified seated on the throne he was not going like hey dude how are you let me lie on your bosom that you know, boom on the face fell on the face like a dead man because of the revelation of glory that is reverential fear so even though we call him abba father daddy and everything don't lose the reverential fear that comes from his glory and grace he is 
he is god for goodness sake who created the heavens and the earth by his word and he has given you the privilege of calling him abba that is the fear of the lord and that fear of the lord gives you the confidence because in saul's awareness king saul's awareness goliath was big god was small in david's awareness god was so big goliath became small so the more and more you have the fear of god like that <gasps> wow this big god yeah he's my dad he's my father i have the privilege the boldness to open the door and run and stand before the throne and have a chat with him that confidence gives us a view of the enemy what we are supposed to have so this fear removes every other fear in your life when you fear god you don't fear anything else come on look at him say when you fear god you don't fear anything else as the lord god of israel lives before whom i stand there shall not be any dew nor rain these years see it's my personal opinion okay this statement i don't think god told elijah to tell because elijah is like like us right he has a very short temper i don't know what got upset he went and stood in to ahab and said at my word rain will stop dew also will stop i don't think god told him it's my personal opinion why i say that because of the next verse which says you know then the word of the lord came to him <laughs> okay yeah he finished saying this thing then the word of the lord came to him saying what saying what get away from here and turn eastward and hide and hide seri solradha solta seri poi olinjiko go and hide by brook cherith which flows into jordan and his own word made the brook dry up he said no rain and he goes to the brook and brook dries up okay see when you are standing before god when you get into certain level of access with god in prayer whether you say things right or wrong it will happen there is such intimacies where it is almost like god is obligated to fulfill everything that comes out of your mouth whether it is said out of your own personal agendas or see when even elijah brought down fire he has made 50 people 50 people 50 people three batches of barbecue he has finished already and the fourth batch is coming and before he could say fire angel appears in front of elijah and the first word he says do not be afraid <laughs> meaning all the three batches of fire was came was coming out of fear and he says do not be afraid go and show yourself to the king i am with you i will protect you 
So his fire was not like fire, it was more like fire. <laughs> so angel says, Payapadara. You killed everyone in fear. Don't, don't be afraid. Go, show up to the king. I'm with you. So disciples, when Samaritan comes, they are also afraid. When they are afraid, whenever you are angry, at the root you go, see, you will see, fear. Disciples are also afraid. But Jesus is not afraid. Because perfect love casts out fear. So we are not talking about the power like Elijah alone. We are not talking about the authority like Peter alone. We are talking about the heart that is like Jesus. Who knows the Father like Jesus knows the Father. Perfect love casting out fear. That's where fullness is released. A body that matches the head. That's where fullness is released. He looks at the disciples and says, Hey, which spirit do you have? Do you have the spirit of Elijah or spirit of Christ? He is distancing himself from the spirit of Elijah at that point. That being said, Elijah has trained himself to stand before God to the point that every word that comes out of his mouth, whether it is fear or not, has been acknowledged by heaven. Then how much more we who have the privilege of calling him Abba Father, will have the privilege. Why are we so powerless? Hmm? See, when you're traveling around and you see the roads are not good, Streetlight is not working. You go to some government office. They make you come 72 times and then give you the wrong file. You know, and then petrol prices go really high. This thing goes GST on your, you know, broomstick. Everything. And when all these things happen, what do you tell? Whom do you scold? Politicians, right? Huh? We elected them and we voted them into power and we have sent them to Delhi to represent us. What the heck is happening? These are useless fellows. Because when people with positions of power do not exercise their power, then the nation suffers. Guess what? From heaven all the angels are Titifying whom? Scolding whom? The heavenly legislative assembly members of Ecclesia. When the world is in such a crappy position, it's not because God is not doing what he is supposed to do. See, Christ is king. Say, Christ is king. Say it again. The Israelites were expecting Messiah to come and fight the Rome and sit on the throne from Jerusalem and rule the whole earth, right? Not just Jerusalem, but the whole earth. Jerusalem becomes the epicenter from which Christ starts ruling. That is their prophetic, uh, what do you say, 
expectations. But Jesus came, he died. And God raised him from the dead and exalted him through ascension and seated him at the right hand of the father. And when Stephan sees him, I see the son of man at the right hand. Then the disciples are like, my goodness, we missed it. He is the Messiah, but he's not planning to sit in this dumb throne, but he is seated on the throne at the right hand of the father and he has become the king of kings and the Lord of Lord over all the earth and he has made us kings and priests on this earth. That is the gospel that the apostles preach, which is a very, very political message. Where every kingdom, every rulership, every dominion is challenged by the rulership of Jesus. Are you guys following what I'm saying? But king, see, Queen Elizabeth was where? In London. But she sent whom? She sent a team from London to colonize India. She's there, but her full power, vested power, was with a group of people who, who was placed in India to colonize India as a colony of England. So if they drive on the left in UK, we drive. If they were Africa, my goodness, they are getting fried in sun. But they, how, do you, how do they dress? Full suit with tie and everything, sweating like hell. Why? Colony of UK. Language, dress, thinking pattern, everything has to change. Everything has to look like UK. That is called colonization. So God wanted to colonize earth. Wanted earth to look like heaven. And he put mankind there. Mankind failed. Da, 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 da. Through Jesus, now he has put ecclesia. Christ is the head. We are the body. We are the governing authority upon this earth. But we are not using our privilege to talk to God The throne room access we are not using for the purposes it is granted. If I'm going to put, uh, if, if uh, government of India is going to put Nerlin as the ambassador to some country and he goes there and every time he calls the Indian government say, Sapad or man, you know, if that is the only thing he calls the Indian government to find out whether food comes, then, he, then what will Indian government tell? <laughs> you come here. What do you need? You need food. You come to India, we'll give you food. Why did we send you there? Man, for kingdom purposes. Represented you all the time worried about whether you will be able to eat, whether you will be able to do this. And any time you contact heaven, what is your prayer request about? But what is your designation? Kingdom ambassadors. Karla kingdom ambassador Jesus said, seek the kingdom. All these things will be added to you. An ambassador, who is paying the ambassador? He is in India. Right? He is in India. When the onion rates goes high, is he having cucumber with biryani? 
only when onion rates go high onion raita will become cucumber raita why onion has gone up but when you are a us ambassador in india you don't change because you live by the economy of us now that is going down that's a different thing <laughs> look at somebody and say our citizenship is in heaven but you are on earth with kingdom backing you up for kingdom purposes when was the last time you engaged in prayer for kingdom purposes jesus said our father who art in heaven hallowed be your name understand in the name of the queen we come understand in whose name you are operating understand the access that you have see this is a problem right when we say abba daddy father's heart we are losing the reverence you're losing the reverence that's the problem right even when in our leadership right when we don't want to create the pyramidal model and we we are like okay let's let's build a circular model people don't understand honor in a circular model just because jesus calls daddy he never loses honor for his father just because he's having access he doesn't lose honor but unfortunately in our culture when we give access honor is lost honor is lost that's why our father who art in heaven hallowed be your name both has to be there look at somebody and say let not access remove honor from your heart come on tell 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 yeah 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 this is so huge unfortunately this is not modeled because all our uh, leadership structures in corporate world be it in churches or in schools or in corporate everything is pyramidal everything is hierarchical you know everything you know it has to go like that we don't understand circular leadership in which we give each other the due honor that is so important for us to operate in kingdom because in kingdom honor is the currency where honor is due we give honor right hallowed be your name what is the first thing that he is teaching them to pray let thy kingdom come give us this day our daily bread that's not the first thing there is nothing wrong in asking give us this day our daily bread but if you really know how to engage with kingdom prayers that thing will be taken automatically taken care automatically you don't even need to pray for your personal needs it's been years 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 since i prayed for personal needs probably more than a decade God is faithful to the word seek the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you your heavenly father knows that you need these things what the gentiles seek after 
what the gentiles are seeking and laying them laying down their lives for will be just added to you because you're positioning yourself for the kingdom purposes but i'm saying start engaging in prayer for kingdom purposes let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven our dear pentecostals have two wills right one will on earth another will in heaven go to any pentecost and tell him hey looks like there is no gold in heaven he'll kill you before you finish the statement because the very reason he is not having any gold right now is because god needs all the gold to lay up lo- road when you go to heaven if you find anyone lying down on the road you go and ask him which church he will not get up <laughs> he'll just stay there pentecost right because he is thinking oh my goodness heaven is full of gold heaven is full of gold i'm going to go to heaven but you tell him god wants to give you gold right now <gasps> don't tell that is not god's will oh <laughs> so for him he has two wills one will in you go and tell him do you know there is corona virus corona virus in heaven <laughs> corona virus in earth <laughs> corona virus in heaven he won't accept pentecostals won't accept that there is disease in heaven you go and tell pentecostal do you know people die in heaven too <laughs> see when somebody is looking like this outside when that person is sitting outside the icu as sick as they are if you call a pentecostal to pray they'll be like in the name of jesus command him to be healed you take him inside put him on tube and everything and hang him like that and you ask him to pray he goes see i commit him to your will o oh lord <laughs> it doesn't look like he will make it i commit him to your will so there is a confusion about what is god's will jesus is never confused Jesus is never confused. You take Lazarus he is he is dead he is put inside four days he is never confused. If we are asked to pray for a dead person who has been buried forget about buried who is dead whenever i have prayed for dead people i would say okay we are going to pray for this person to come back to life who wants to join in prayer come with us if there are hindus around in the funeral house i've seen hindus come and lay their hands and close their eyes and believe with me and i've seen pastors walk out or they would take a phone and take video one day boom he's going to come and it's going to come on video as well right <laughs> uh he takes video ha ah, see this guy prays nothing happens why we have two wills we are confused about the will one guy is telling the only problem is when you say prosperity is god's will that's the problem and did you come from say let thy kingdom come let thy will be done on earth just as it is in heaven just as it is in heaven 
so if something is not in heaven then it is not supposed to be on earth that is the heart of god that's why he created earth that's why he has made us ecclesia that's why he is on the throne that is why he is the head that is why we are on the body we are the body on earth come on say our father hmm god in heaven hallowed be your name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven just as it is in heaven switching back to elijah so elijah three years water didn't so chapter 18 verse 1 says the word of the lord came to elijah saying go tell ahab hmm and it came to pass after many days the word of the lord came to elijah in the third year saying go present yourself to ahab and i will send rain on the earth and verse 2 so elijah went to present himself and verse 3 uh where does it say uh, he goes to king and says um i hear the sound of abundance of rain can you tell me the verse verse number i hear the sound of abundance of rain somewhere around 41 Hmm? 41 right and elijah said to ahab go up eat and drink for there is the sound of abundance of rain okay no cloud no nothing he hears the sound of abundance of rain he has heard right and he has declared what is the next verse So Ahab went up to eat and drink and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel then he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees first try doing that <laughs> how many of you can put your face in between your knees bowing down it won't allow there will be heavy spiritual warfare right here <laughs> right Elijah was fit physically fit as well that is a different topic yeah um he was he was bowing down and he begins to pray he heard say he heard he declared then he prayed it through this is the problem we are hearing certain things and we are declaring certain things but we don't pray it through yes we are sure we heard it god we heard god yes we have declared the declaration of faith as well but we are not doing this exercise of praying it through he begins to pray and he says to his servant go and see and he goes and sees and comes and says nothing do you see anything nothing do you see anything nothing go again slap somebody and say go again elijah says go again and he prays again he prays again he prays again he prays again till that guy comes and says i see a handful of clouds now he has the assurance he gets up he has prayed it through he has sensed it sensed the release in his spirit now it's done i've heard the sound of abundance i've prayed it through and i've seen the handful now i have to run 
he goes to ahab and says pack your chariot otherwise you'll be caught in the rain and ahab starts before he meets uh, enters jezreel the hand of the lord came on elijah and he ran ahead of the chariot and he was at the gate of jezreel before ahab could reach my goodness my goodness the so called silent years or 400 years of silence from malachi to matthew god was not silent god was still speaking but people were not listening come with me to luke chapter 2 uh verse or 40 something it talks about simon simeon hmm Twenty-five. What is two twenty-five? And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. Next verse. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. How old is this prophetic word? How old is the prophetic word of Christ will come to Israel? Thousands of years and it hasn't happened. And if if you are telling what hasn't happened thousands of years, now you're telling God has said unless I see this I won't die. What would people tell you? Konjan losinga. We are waiting for this prophetic word for thousands of years this guy says unless he sees it he won't die now he is becoming old man what people would have told what did not happen 2000 years in church history when we are saying it will happen and like huh oh huh huh no whatever it is there has to be a simian who prays through things who believes no matter if it is 1000 years prophetic word if god has said it god will be faithful to that word and pray it through not just declare it not just profess it not just confess it but pray it through can you imagine that day morning he gets up and holy spirits Holy Spirit says next verse so he came by the spirit into the temple right next verse yeah they just go down to anna where where it talks about anna hmm 36 now there was one anna a prophetess the daughter of anuel of the tribe of asher she was of great age and had lived with a husband 7 years what go go to the next one and this woman was a widow of about 
84 years who did not depart from the temple but served God with fastings and prayers night and day next verse and coming in that instant she gave thanks to the lord and spoke to him to all those who looked for redemption in israel and coming in that instant so anna comes in when simeon prays anna comes in she is prayed through don't you think only mary and joseph brought jesus forth in heaven it was joseph and mary and hana and simeon and multitude of others whom we don't know who has prayed through this prophetic word when isaiah declared a virgin shall give birth to a son there was a group of people who prayed through that word who brought forth that word if the world is in such a place not because god is not willing to move the world is in such a place it's because ecclesia is not taking up its place king called vashti to come some of you are like tishbite vashti huh? what are these names like at somebody say go up and sit and listen to stories Vashti Vashti had access to the throne She refused to come Then Mordecai looks at Esther And says Hey Esther Who knows For such a time as this God has positioned you Look at somebody and say Who knows for such a time as this in this world with so much chaos and confusion goes god has made you the ecclesia in this age that you would have boldness to go to the throne but esther says ah oh, no 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 if i go without invitation i might lose my head then at a particular point she's like no if i lose my head i lose my head i'm going to go anyway but you are not going to lose your head by going in front of the throne because you are the beloved bride of the groom who is on the throne why would you think you would lose your head that is religion putting fear into you don't go in front of the throne you have to stand in front of standing in front of the throne is your privilege as a bride so Esther goes in i want to talk about this you know in the coming weeks but i want to just mention it here esther goes in the uh rod goes up favor goes up then if you are esther you would go straight and say kill mordecai sorry kill aman <laughs> kill aman would be the first thing that comes out of your mouth kolla pakaran kolla pakaran that's how you would be running in is trying to kill me kill that fellow no 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 haman is right there and she goes and invites the king for a banquet and haman is also invited when haman is there she ministers to the king so real prayer is not dealing about the enemy or going there to complain or doing going there to fix things real prayer is to going there to minister to the king in the presence of aman 
right? Psalms 23 says, he prepares a table before the enemies. Do you know if God prepares a table for you in front of your enemies, you won't even eat? You won't even eat. You're like, you know, he's looking at me. He's looking at me. You won't even eat. But you are like, you'll all tell that verse. Oh, he prepares a table in front of the enemies. Can you worship the king in the midst of the enemies without being distracted by Haman? Can you just concentrate on the king right now? As many nonsense and everything is happening around you, can you go to the throne and minister to him? That's kingdom. And when you do that, in that process, you say, ah, this Aman is troubling. And the king removes his ring and says, go write whatever you want to write and use this thing. Whatever decree you want to decree, decree. And here is the ring, put it. When Jesus was lifted up, Oh, he said, all authority in heaven and on earth is given to me. We are supposed to be engaging of taking territories, of taking communities through prayer. People who do not know the heart of the Father cannot do this thing. Because they are super, super afraid of the devil. Then they don't know the heart of the father. And they don't understand how God's judgments work. So, there is a lot of confusion in their prayer. One said they pray for the healing of land and then they speak the judgments of God. Punitive judgments of God upon them. There is a lot of confusion and mixture in their prayer. It is like our Thermocol Raja writing some <laughs> constitution. It is so confusing. You don't know what to do. How these things will work. Church should not be like Thermocol Raja. Or the other Raja. Whatever Raja. You should be like the Raja of Rajas. <laughs> right? In the coming weeks, I'm going to teach about altars and how Elijah fixed the altar for the fire of God to fall. What altar stands for? But today I just want you to know that is a prerequisite for you to enter into the assignment of prayer. What is the prerequisite? That you know the Father as Jesus knows the Father. That you would know in the depths of your being, that the Father loves you as much as He loves Jesus. The same love with which He loved the Father, He has loved you. And that is the confidence that positions us for making kingdom prayers. Alright? Let's all stand.
these hair spinning on the floor always fascinates me there was this one guest in our house years ago and there was this pile of hair spinning in the air right which you are praying that the guest won't look at right and all of a sudden that kid starts jumping like daddy mommy look at this thing <laughs> and we're like oh, yeah mudi <laughs> yeah um, very fascinating yeah uh see i want you to pray right now that god would prepare you for prayer okay god would prepare you give you a certain kind of mindset to approach the throne that there would be a certain you know why so much of prayer happens and nothing happens because there is certain protocol that has to be followed you might have so much money in the bank but you go and inside and say give me my money what will they say you know go fill the form do this thing of course heaven is not like our state bank inna sir pink color form fill panna sonningala that's not how you know go adichanga mari irukinga sir that is not the thing heaven is not trying to make find fault with your prayers and say go no heaven wants to train you so that you can co-labor with heaven and bring heavenly purposes on earth right so i want you to pray lord give us the mindset to approach the throne with boldness and confidence maltarahal faduru kerbeti ashantulo prote please at the communion can you imagine that is a covenantal meal where god enters into a covenant with you and says ah i invite you to the table i invite you to the table what kind of access that gives what kind of confidence that gives of elizabeth invites you for a dinner and says hey this is a covenantal meal that i'm having with you what would that do to your confidence what would that do to when you're facing some challenge on the roads of london see they're beating paul particular instance he says stop i'm the citizen of i'm a citizen of rome don't put your hand on me then the guy goes like oh i'm really sorry sir 
I paid a huge sum of money to gain this citizenship. And Paul says, "Ah, I'm born into it. I'm born into it. Don't touch me. If you touch me one more time, you'll be in trouble." So, if a Roman citizenship gave Paul such a confidence, how much more a heavenly citizenship would have given him a confidence so much so he is able to pick up his own body after dying and getting up and walking because he knows as long as his assignment is not done no body can touch him because if you touch him you have touched the kingdom try going to an ambassador's house and throw a stone at his house and try coming out try i really want you to go and try go to the ambassador's house us ambassador's house and take a stone and just throw it and come what will happen Indian government is not immediately taking action which government will come in US government will come it's like declaration of war when you hit the ambassador and do you think heavenly kingdom is any less that's why jesus says right hey if i snap things will change not the problem so when you know the kingdom realities it's things are very very different things are very very different and that king has invited you to partake in a covenant covenant meal with him and he says you're bone of my bone flesh of my flesh you are my bride you're my body what adam told to eve christ has told us bone of my bone flesh of my flesh we are no longer two two shall become one ah if someone touches your wife on the road what happens oh how much more how much more how much more how much more so as we take part i want you to know that you you're the ambassador you're the sons of god all these things talks about access son gives you a certain kind of confidence with the father bride gives you certain kind of access to the groom ambassador gives you a certain kind of authority